so I, I have to remember tonight when we're done to turn the hot water heater back on because I forgot last time. And then Megan's like, we don't have any hot water. I tried to take a shower and it was cold. Oh. I was just like, oh, wow, that's really strange. Let me go check out the hot water heater. <laughs> you bastards. Yeah. The things I do for the audience. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't, don't know. must have just been messed up. <laughs> Seems fine now, though. Wasn't me that did it for podcasting. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the pre-show. And now she's going to know. Howdy, it's Thursday, February 13th, 2020, and this is episode 119 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Uh, we are in the last year, the last episode of our 2000s look back. That is good, isn't it? I'm, yeah. Yeah. Looking back at like 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, now 19, that, that hasn't been that fun for me. We're too close to it. We're too deep in the forest. To see the trees. Although I think you're the one that suggested quitting and I made fun of you. So. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, should we talk about 2019? Yeah, so 2019. Um, I think you've picked a pretty questionable group of things to talk about, but whatever. I'll do it for the podcast. Uh, the Atlantic City Blackjacks had their one and only season in the Arena Football League before the whole league folded, going 4-8 and missing the playoffs. Rhythm and Spirits and the new Iron Room location opened on Tennessee Avenue. Ocean's Hedge Fund overlords Luxor Capital ousted Bruce Dyfick and changed it from the Orc to the OCR. Important. The Ocean Resort Casino to the Ocean Casino and Resort. The Ocker. The Ocker, yes. Eldorado Resorts made a deal to acquire Caesars Entertainment, announced June 24th. So, I don't know. I don't think any of this stuff really matters except for the last one, probably. And, and even the outcome of that has not, it's not really been made clear. It's not like 2018 when there were two casino openings or, you know. 2014 when a bunch of stuff was closing but who knows maybe when we're looking back on it 10 years from now or 100 years from now when we're still doing the podcast we will be like oh yeah 2019 that's when all this important stuff happened that's when be. that's when bart blatstein pushed for his showboat casino license and yes. now showboat is like an empire that's that's when he first started talking about bart's box of slots which has revolutionized yeah. gaming around the world yes the whole world is just a box of slots now. Unbelievable. And we all just will be recording from one of our slot machines in a box of slots. We'll be like, have you seen Wally? Yes. Yes. It would be, we're all basically those people. I think that makes sense. And we can thank Bart Blatstein for, <laughs> yes, our for leading future. us down that path of luxury and ease. Yes. It's yes, very it, simple. Indeed. Access to slots everywhere, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> All right, so what happened in 1919? The 18th Amendment was ratified on January 16th, 1999. 1999, oh my God. 1919, beginning prohibition. Uh, it was basically unenforced in Atlantic City. They were like, eh, we want people to come here. We're already doing all the gamblings, so we might as well let everybody come and drink their bathtub gin and their rum that is imported into the docks because of the ease of access of Atlantic City. And it made the popularity of Atlantic City explode and increased the power of Nucky Johnson, famous for the Boardwalk Empire series, which now that we're done 
going back year by year in the 2000s, we have all this free time. We could be watching Boardwalk Empire episodes. I I never thought it was a bad idea. I mean, I, I think as long as we keep the, the segments short and pithy. Very short. Very, like, a minute. Yeah, like three minutes max. I think we can do it. Okay. Next episode, episode one of Boardwalk Empire. Okay, sounds good. All right. I'll probably won't watch it. <laughs> oh, come on. Terrible. <laughs> it's going to be funny when we flame out like three episodes into the show, or zero, as as you've now declared. You know, but I would have said that about our podcast, and here we are, episode 119. 119. Who would have thought? One thing we that has flamed out is our Atlantic City trips. We've gone few and far between. Indeed, and yet another example. No, actually, <laughs> surprise mid-episode turnaround. Our trip has not flamed out yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Come on, man. Have some faith. You're all set two nights, is that right? I'm in two nights. Going to stay Friday night. First time in a long time. Not just two nights, but really two full days, which is yeah. nice getting there early, right? Yeah. I'm going to drop the kids off Thursday morning at daycare and head on up. And uh, I'll leave Saturday morning to come back down. Yeah, so it seems like our friends Dave and Taylor are also going Thursday, but probably later. I don't know if you heard an update from them. I can't imagine nope. they're taking two days off. My brother, I think, is going Friday to Saturday. I am also just going Friday to Saturday. We have three rooms booked at Ocean now. I have a comp room. My brother has a comp room. Dave has a comp room. So that's good. Yeah. Are you booked at Ocean? Nope. <laughs> sure not booked. You can get an Ocean room, right? Yeah. Will you book at Ocean since everyone else is staying at Ocean? Or are you going to be like, screw you guys. What do you, Stay I mean, at the trap. So do you think that's like a pro for me or a con? So I talked about this with Dave, and I think, I mean, there's no reason it should be a con, but I think in your spiteful little mind, <laughs> you have decided it's a con, and you want to do it, not because you actually see a negative, but because you don't understand our obsession with it. I, th I think you pretty much nailed it. Like, there's no real reason that I wouldn't want to stay at Ocean, except that like you said, I just, I don't understand the desire that all you guys have to, for us all to stay together on the same floor next to each other, like best friends. I don't need to be on the same floor. <laughs> and I just don't think it, it matters at all. And it just, it, it makes part of me laugh that it'll bother you guys if I stay somewhere else. So spite. You could have just said spite. Yes. I'm just basically trolling. So obviously we don't have any like real concrete plans. We don't need to get into like, what are your plans, Kyle? Because I know that your answer is I have none except gambling. Yep. But Paul was questioning us after our last episode because we were talking about which hotel we should stay in. Should we try to book at resorts? We always talk about going to Golden Nugget and all that stuff. And obviously yeah, now go we're, to resorts. we're booked at Ocean. Um, so he was questioning us because for one thing, we always talk about these hypotheticals and start all our trip planning discussions with where are we staying. But that always ends up just being, where do we have comped rooms? Mm -hmm. And so he was saying, you know, are we idiots for just basing all our decisions on comped rooms rather than what we actually want to be doing with our time? I don't know. I have comped rooms at Trop, Hard Rock, Resorts, and Ocean, so I don't think it really affects me. It's probably more of a question for you. Well, I mean, we talk about things like, oh, we should stay at Golden Nugget because we've never stayed at Golden Nugget. But yeah. then when it comes down to actually planning no, a trip. I'm not, I mean, so here, here's the thing with Golden Nugget for me. I'd love to do a stay at Golden Nugget sometime, but we don't go enough and I'm not willing to sacrifice a trip to that at this juncture. Like, I don't actually want to stay at Golden Nugget. I just 
would like to to say that I have, but it's not worth me wasting a trip to do it because we don't go often enough. His other question was about, you know, the cycle, obviously, that comps are there to create for you that, you know, you start going someplace, you get comped. And then you say, oh, well, I'm comped at Ocean because I went to Ocean last time. I'm just going to stay at Ocean again. Does it bother you at all that, like, you stayed at Tropicana over and over again. You don't love Tropicana. Does that bother you at all? Or is that just, like, you going with the flow? Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, even though you hate it. It's a free room. I don't know. know. (laughs) It's cool. Like, whatever. I do, yeah, like, an hour of play there or whatever when I stay, but it's not a big sacrifice, I don't think. I don't know. It just doesn't really affect my life too too much negatively. Yeah, see, I'm certainly somebody who thinks more about, like, what I want to be doing when I'm in Atlantic City and, like, what am I specifically trying to do off of the casino properties and all that junk. And the thing that I've come down to is for places that I get, like, maybe I would rather spend my time at Borgato on a trip. Or maybe I'd I'd really rather, like, oh, I, I haven't stayed at Tropicana in a long time. I'd like to go there. But there's enough good stuff at places I get comped that the value of my wanting to do those things at other properties does not outweigh the value of the free room. Uh, So, you know, I think when we started the podcast, I would have said the free room is like what I want. I'm totally suckered in. And I feel like maybe I'm lying to myself, but that is not how I feel anymore. I feel like I'm actually getting value. The only exception for me is it could be worthwhile on a trip for me to pay to stay at Borgata. To to start the, the comp earning? No, no, no. I mean, just to actually stay there. To experience it. In, independent of whether or not I think I can get future comps. Okay. I feel like I did pay to stay at Borgata like two trips ago or something like that. So You also have the advantage of being weeknight focused, which means a room for you at Borgata is going to be like 59 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like if you're talking about 59 instead of 32 or whatever it is after comp. After, yeah. I guess it would probably be, you know, 80 something after fees instead of 30 something. But still, that difference is not enormous. Anything else about the trip? No, I'm anything excited. you really want to do, you know, restaurants, bars, cocktails you want to try. Are we going to go to Angelo's, man? Friday night. Friday night, Angelo's. Angelo's Fairmont Tavern. I think we're going to maybe after that we can head over to Ducktown Tavern and then be quite a night straight to Tony's Baltimore Grill <laughs> if we're drunk enough. Yes, I need to have a, a BAC over like point two to to go there because else I will realize it's not that good and it will ruin my life maybe that's true for angelo's fairmount tavern also yeah maybe we don't know but no i don't have any plans for any sort of restaurants or anything we'll think about all that that's I mean, surprising we, from you I, mean, I will think about all that before next episode which is probably our last episode before we go on the trip the real question is one friday night will you paul taylor and dave go somewhere to eat and i will just like stay at the casino and get something quick and keep gambling i feel like you haven't done that recently but it's possible. It depends probably where you want to go. If you're going to go have a nice fancy two-hour dinner, I, I'd say it's not out of the question. I probably wouldn't want to do that because I, I may not even be there for 24 hours. Like Everybody's leaving at really early in the morning on Saturday. I'm not even mm-hmm. getting there until probably noon or 12.30 on Friday. So I'll book you a room for Saturday night. That's probably not worth the, <laughs> the point. relationship capital. Yeah. The real question is, like, is it worth, even if everybody's gone at 8 staying until like one or whatever like i feel like one is barely worth it if i can stay until five or six or something that's getting you real time in atlantic city staying at until one i'm just kind of hanging out thinking to myself like if i'm up i'm probably thinking i'm happy that i'm up this amount 
and I don't really want to lose it. If I'm down, I'm thinking, well, I don't really want to be down a couple hundred more dollars than this. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how I live my life, just a constant state of stress about what might be. Can confirm. Uh, looking for a reason to give up, as we've discussed. Can confirm. So, I don't know. I, I feel like that those hours of 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. are not getting me a whole lot. But if you can get into the afternoon, then it's like, okay, I got some time. I have a day. Maybe some time to recover from the previous night's drinking rather than doing that on the bus. Like, that's good. But I don't know. I'll have to figure all that out. By next episode, we'll have all that figured out. I mean, I probably won't have a room booked by next episode. But... Unbelievable. Okay, sure. We also probably won't be diamond by next episode because that's apparently just not happening. Yeah, I signed up for it uh, a while ago. I don't know if I have it yet or not. Oh, yeah. I've been checking every day. Nothing. Dave, mm. same thing. No upgrade. There are I didn't, rumors I didn't on do it on the first day, though. Me I neither. did it on, like, the third or fourth. There are rumors that, that people have been rejected. Really? It seemed like everyone who did it on the actual first got it pretty quickly. Yes. And then everybody else has been in limbo. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what that means. But it's definitely been more than a week for me, and they said seven days. So Yeah, it's been more than a week for me, too, for sure. Like, our friend Andy was saying, who's, you know, really into travel points and stuff like that mm. and status I was saying like it's just been advertised way too much like us talking about it right now it's not a good thing except yeah, no, nobody listens to this dumb show right all of you listeners matter but i mean like industry people don't listen to this show but it's just been like broadcast on blogs and twitter and everywhere that like this is an easy thing to do and it's just a click of a button and you get status matched to caesars and then, then it gets you in the door and all this other stuff and so it wouldn't be that surprising if it got shut down and i certainly I mean, don't deserve it Here's the stupid thing, though, from Caesars. I, like, I think it would be fine for them if they just took away the celebration dinner. Like, that's the really th only thing that costs them money, right? Right. The deal would be totally fine for them. I don't know why they still have the celebration dinner. Like, you should get that at 15,000 tier credits, not when you get diamond or whatever. Yes, that's an interesting point. Like, that's the only problem, I think, for them. I don't think it matters at all to them otherwise, frankly. Well, don't give them any ideas. As <laughs> I've just said, they all listen to the show. Yes, indeed. Tony Rodeo. The one right pit boss now. at Ocean said she listens to every show and gives all of our suggestions to management. And when I said she said that, I mean to you and Paul, not to me. <laughs> I don't think she actually said she gives all our suggestions to management. Oh. I think she said she's interested in hearing what we think is interesting and what we think sucks. Boom. <laughs> what just happened? Boom. Council Oakfish. Yes. <laughs> just no transition. Right into Council Oakfish. I just like it when you have to edit the shit out of these. Uh, it's shows. awful. I hate you. <laughs> no time tomorrow either. So Council Oakfish is becoming Council Oak's steak and seafood as you thought it would last episode. So good job, Craig. I mean, I definitely stole that from some, I think multiple people on Everything AC Group mentioned that that was a possibility. As you said last episode, good job, Craig. <laughs> yes, a genius. I know. John B., fan of all the podcasts, yes, pointed out on Twitter that they actually got sued. His quote was, they got sued for being a steakhouse disguised as a seafood restaurant. They're just dropping the disguise, which is true. So I can link to that suit. Oh, did the, uh, the steakhouse that just shut down sue them because they were contractually going to be the only steakhouse there? Yeah. So Roberts was like, you are not supposed to be a steakhouse. You call yourself Council Oak Fish, but you have steaks. This is bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, the suit, I think, got settled. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a pretty open and shut case. That I mean, like, it sounds like Roberts would obviously win that, so I'm sure that they just well, had some money. I mean, you say that, except I never thought, like, oh, I should go to Council Oak Fish and see if they have good steak, because I don't like fish. So I was like, I'm not going to go to Council Oak Fish. It's called freaking Council Oak Fish. Now I'm like, ooh, steaks! 
So, like, ten years ago, I read a story about some mall somewhere in New England, and there was a sandwich shop there that had a, like, contractually, like, a deal that they were going to be the only sandwich shop in the mall, (laughs) and a Cadoba opened up, and they sued the mall, saying that (laughs) Cadoba sells sandwiches, and the judge had to rule that a burrito is not a sandwich, so they lost. Is that where the whole internet debate came from? Like, is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't think so, but that was a thing that actually happened. A hot dog is definitively a sandwich, right? Or, can... to, uh, yeah, it's a sandwich. To clarify, that is what my recollection of this thing that happened 10 years ago is actually happened. So You could you know. be completely talking out of your ass and in fact... Yeah, I, I'm like at least 80% confident that that is a true story. Okay, I'll take it. 80% is fine. Amazing content. 80% also about the payback of slots. I hope not. That's not very good. <laughs> higher than that i think the state mandated payback is like 84 or something yeah so hard rock is going to have a live online slots and i guess they put out a press release because all of a sudden everyone was writing about this you know the press of ac the associated press what happened we used to be on the hard rock like press release email list and i don't think you are anymore yeah they hate me which is sad because i said nothing but good things the article i'm going to link to is daryl McEwen's article because he had i thought more information than other people well, I should explain what this thing is. Yeah. Live online slots. <laughs> you know, like live blackjack, where you yep. watch a dealer deal blackjack, and it's like you're at the table except a video. It's going to be like that, but with slots. Yep. But keep going. So I guess you'll be watching a video. I have the takes, but yeah. You can, a you real going. machine, and I don't know how the button presses are going to work. Are you controlling a robot? I don't know. Anyways, the current selection, 12 machines. Leprechauns. It's a good name for a slot machine, by it the is. way. Buffalo, everyone's favorite. Spitfire multipliers, hotter than blazes. 3X, 4X, 4X, double times pay. None of which are available online anywhere else. And the denominations range from 25 cents to $5. Oh, interesting. I wonder if this is their way to get around having to license, like, say, Buffalo for online play or whatever. I'm sure. So that was my first reaction was like, yeah. why would I do this when I can play exactly. a similar game online? You can play the exact same thing, like slot machines either way or just a computer coming up with random <laughs> numbers and giving you results. So, But online you get like bison stampede or something. It's like not actually Buffalo, uh-huh. especially the most popular machines. There are some like IGT machines that are directly the same and some of the bigger... More common ones are on there, um, but I think some of the like big licensed ones not on there. There's all these like weird online only ones that I'm always like, I don't want to play the online only ones. I want to play Buffalo, and now I can. I'm definitely not going to do this, by the way. By the way, while we're talking about slots, you well, and by you I mean Seven Out Podcast, which if you're not listening to, you should. But uh, recommended the Heidi slot machine, and so when I was at Horseshoe uh, last weekend to meet up with Eric and Terry and a few other people, Tim Lawson, uh, John B., previously mentioned on this episode. I uh, decided to stumble down to a Heidi machine and put 100 bucks in, and I have to say, I had a lot of fun, but I did win- get the you know bonus game or whatever, which adds to the fun. So won a little bit of money, wandered off, came back later, put another 100 bucks in, and uh, it didn't go so well the second time, and I had a lot less fun. So <laughs> That is how it works. If you could get some Heidi online, play some Heidi, be good. The song is excellent during the bonus it's game, very good. I have to say. That's what really made it for me. It is a good song. I think it's the Vegas 
Club podcast. There are episodes where they put the song in there if you need the song in your life. I, I don't. You're, oh, you you're the do. one that's probably going to YouTube right now. Typing one-handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go to the Heidi. Heidi's videos. Oh, no, boy. No comment. All right. Um, so anyways, I, my first reaction to this was like, why would anyone play these live online slots? It's like no different than just playing. Yes, that was my hot take too. But if you really need Buffalo or like the Heidi song or whatever, even though Heidi's not one of the choices. Right. Like objectively, I think this is dumb. I think it's possible that it's just going to rake. Like they're going to yeah. make so much money on it. And I'm just going to be like, I'm an idiot, I guess. Cause like people want this machine. The, the more we've talked about it, the more I'm like, you know, this is a fantastic idea. This is actually <laughs> what the people want. We've totally come around. I know. I before, if you'd asked me, like before you, we started talking about it, I'd be like, "This is the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my life." But okay. here we are, year twenty twenty. <laughs> this is what we can do. Speaking of lots of stupid ideas, Jim Murren is stepping down as the CEO of MGM. He'll be there until they pick a replacement. Murren, known for profit growth plan, which included such things as resort fees, parking fees, what smaller drinks. Yep. Uh, he's the one that instituted the drink tickets at the, uh, bars. Yeah. He's been the CEO since 2008 and everybody seems to love him. I think everybody has <laughs> oh, yes. nothing but good things to say. Very popular. Yeah. I mean, so we didn't do our sarcasm on the first item of 2019 in our look back. So I think we'll, we'll cover the sarcasm here. I, I did a pretty sarcastic reading of your list you put together for 2019. That was more sarcasm toward me and my yeah, choices and not about like the quality of the actual things that happened. You're right. Which I don't appreciate. I think, you know, there's probably going to be a lot said about this on other podcasts and other shows. And really, you know, MGM, as much as they have National Harbor and Macau and all that stuff, it's, it's a Las Vegas company, right? And I guess it's mm. a big Macau company. Uh, it, it was a big Macau company <laughs> when Macau was open. <laughs> yeah, when there were actually casinos there that were open. Yeah, but as far as Atlantic City, you know, their only property in Atlantic City, a little property called Borgata, which I don't know how impactful Borgata really is on Atlantic City as a whole. It only doubles every other casino and casino revenue every single month, or not doubles every other, but the second highest casino. But I mean. To me, I don't think MGM has really stamped profit growth plan on the forehead of the Borgata the way they have other properties. So I don't know if you disagree. No. Maybe people who go to Borgata all the time feel like there's been some changes. They've been pretty subtle. I mean, like, it's like not all of the poker machines at the B-Bar are 9-6 anymore. Yeah. Only some of them are, you know. Resort fees have gone up slightly, but they're still, like, very reasonable, so... Yeah, they're still lower than a lot of other places in Atlantic City. Uh, the parking is still, like, $5 flat rate. When If you go to yes. Caesars, it's, like, 25 bucks on a Saturday in January. And, and, and by the way, when I say reasonable, I mean, you know, comparing it to Las Vegas. Really, right. any resort fee is ridiculous, but... Yeah, when it's 40-whatever dollars in, in Las Vegas, yeah. we're talking about different stratospheres here. <laughs> the roller coaster? <laughs> yes. The whatever jump off the top of the stratosphere. Yes, indeed. indeed. Uh, not owned by MGM, by the way. But I don't, yeah, I don't expect a whole lot of change to come to Borgata based on this. Uh, I think we'll see more of that stuff in Vegas and in, in what happens to Vegas, which we never go to, so it doesn't matter. You went last year, man. That's true. I'll never go again. Fair. I'm an Atlantic City person through and through. I feel indeed. bad. I cheated once. I said I'd never do it again. I'm sure you would totally do it again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't believe you at all. If another opportunity came up, you would be like, yeah. I'm only as loyal as my options. 
Chris Rock joke. Time for cheating. All right. So January revenue. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Run through the numbers. I can't read them because of the order that they're in. So. Oh, my God. Uh, they seem pretty good. Up $15 million from January 2019, which was up $15 million from January 2018. So that's $30 million over the two years for those who are math challenged. Golden Nugget racked up $15 million, which is actually better than their December. I, I feel like we had been talking about them in those low teens looking not good. And so they actually put up a solid month. They were the only month-over-month month gainer in the city. So I was looking down the numbers and thinking, like, yeah, it looks good, looks good, looks good. Bally's, except they're the first one alphabetically, so I should have jumped out at me right at the start. $10.7 million month. That's atrocious. It's the worst single month since Trump Taj Mahal's $10.69 million month in December of 2015. That, that can't be true. Taj had some awful months before it closed. I refuse to believe. I don't know. I, I control f dollar sign Ooh. 10, and that's what I came September up with. September 2016, a month that the Taj was open the entire month, $8.1 million. Oh, because I control F10. I didn't look for 9 and 8. Duh. Get wrecked. Excellent. Anyway. September 2016, $8.1 million. So still, the worst non-closing casino month. No, that was yeah. still, that's still not true, really. That's fair. No, that's did, we, fair. did we know Taj was closing? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. It was absolutely. announced. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on Bally's being terrible? So remind me, do we have any bets on sub $10 million? I don't think we do this year because I don't think we thought it was even in the realm of possibility. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's probably not going to happen. But uh, yeah, Bally's, could, they could do it in February. So February, I, that, the first thing I checked, February, typically actually a better month than January, uh, at least the past yeah, four years. Yeah, they can't years. do it, man. February, how rare is this? February is a five-Saturday month this month. That happens, what, like once every 50 years or something? <laughs> That's a good point. Unbelie- unbelievable. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah five-Saturday month and the last four Februarys have been better than the last four Januarys. So improvements, you'd think improvements. So I don't, I don't think they'll go under 10. I think if they go under 10, it's like, oh, boy, it's bad. Yeah. I, I mean, guess it's what's bad every anyway. 20, 28 years, right? Because it's every four years is a leap year, and then every seven years in theory should be, you know, Saturday's the extra day. I'm going to trust you on that. Any other stuff jump out at you on the data? Um, Hard Rock is, is kind of hanging in there with Ocean this month. It's a lot different than it was at the end of 2019, where Ocean was just raking it, and Hard Rock was... I mean, doing fine, but Hard Rock not. was making more money right. than Ocean. It's just that they're year over year. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of, of growth, it, it it seems much more even this year. Um, yeah, so like, let's compare it to December. I guess it's about five million dollars both times, but with much lower numbers. I mean, I think Hard Rock is is beating Ocean by closer to the percentage they would have guessed. Uh, so I mean, sixteen point nine million dollar month for Ocean. It's the first month where they're, you know, in a few months since the summer where they're not actually going up month over month, yes. which is to be expected. I mean, December as a big break and New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel a little more like I have some slight chance of winning our, our Tropicana Ocean bet. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I mean, Ocean shouldn't feel bad about 36% year over year gains. Like that's still good for them, except, you know, obviously. They had $12 million last year. <laughs> yeah, January. 2019 was ass yeah i don't know i don't have too much else to say about ocean hard rock data you know they hard rock was the biggest year-over-year gainer 
up to $21.5 million. That's good for January. It's not blowing the doors off of anything. It's no freaking $54 million at Borgata. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I do have to say, though, this this is uh, about as good of a month as I could have hoped for for my two bets that I thought I was going to definitely be losing. Which is, uh, you have Hard Rock coming in second in Atlantic City in 2020, and, and Harris beat Hard Rock by over $2 million in January, which is, it's pretty good for me. And then the other one being the, the Ocean Tropicana bet, with Tropicana like $4 million ahead yeah. of Ocean this month. So yeah, it's a big gap. It's, everything came out about as well as it could have for, for my financial situation. Terrible and frustrating. What was their third bet? Let's find it real quick. I remember the third bet I thought was a bit more fair than the other two that I just mentioned. I get $5 if Resorts comes in last in gaming revenue and you have Bally's. Oh my oh, god, you're, you're going to get slaughtered. I'm so screwed. <sighs> I'm going to win all three bets. I'm the greatest gambler. What are you going to do with your $15, Kyle? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose a hand of pie gal. <laughs> One hand. <laughs> if you can find $15 pie gal. That's you, a, if you, there's plenty of $15 pie yeah. No, it's all 25, man. I bet when I'm there Thursday morning, there's going to be some $15 by hell. That's a good point. By myself. It's going to be great. It's true. Oh, I should go to lunch somewhere on Thursday. Somewhere epic. Like the Irish pub? No. You were the worst. Piccolilly. Oh, I should just be like wasted out of my mind when you should. Dave and Taylor get here. I mean, that's what that's how it was when I, when I got there uh, last trip and Paul was wasted out of his mind. So... <laughs> Uh, the best is when you're like the last person to get to Vegas and everybody's really wasted or high or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, I'm excited to start my Vegas trip. And everybody's like, we're done, dude. It's over. <laughs> it's over. We are out of our minds drunk. <laughs> Guys, I have an early flight. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. And was the it best, the best? I mean, worst. <laughs> the f- we have a friend. I think it was Dave's bachelor party, right? Yeah. And he and I ended up in this like giant room at Caesars because we complained about our room. Like the shower didn't work or something. It was palatial. Yeah. So we, so we ended up in this massive room overlooking the Bellagio fountains. So, you know, the last night of the trip, we went to go back to that room and, you know, play some cards or something. It was baseball card. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Baseball card poker. Yep. A game that I developed. Uh, it's terrible. One of your best. Um, and we were, you know, very drunk. And I don't think even being that loud at the time. It was but probably like 11 p.m. I don't know if it was even that late. And our friend, Tommy, who was just very high, I think, laying in bed. We're like trying to be as far away from him as we, we possibly can. We were in can, the in bathroom the playing. In the bathroom. And he was like, guys, guys, I got an early flight. He literally had the last flight out. Yes. Like, I had the second to last flight out, and my flight was at like 1.45 p.m. And he, literally. his flight was after my flight. Um unbelievable we have very different definitions of early yes some people need to sleep for like 15 hours a night i so i'll give him credit for gracing us with that amazing story because that comes up a lot in our conversations any gambling trip someone says guys have gotten an early flight (laughs) it it comes up a lot craig i need to wrap this up because i have an early flight So if you want to join us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our wonderful content and buy a shirt at do for a win.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, but not YouTube because Craig doesn't care about the eight people an episode that we're listening that way. No, Justin uh, W. just started subscribing to the YouTube. <laughs> there you go. 
reach out to Craig on Twitter at DoForWin or me, Kyle Askin. Send questions to Craig at DoForWin at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to you in a week or two. With trip plans, rooms booked, everything you want to hear about, restaurants, bars, clubs. Kyle's doing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's... What what are the odds that I have a room booked by the next time we record? Less than 10%. It's so easy. Just book Ocean. Everybody's staying at Ocean. Just call and say, hey. It's not that easy. Dude, it's Ocean. The last, like, five times I've called Ocean, it's been over a 10-minute wait, including once when I called the millisecond that the phone lines opened. I I called on Wednesday, middle of the day. I think I was on hold for eight minutes. And when the woman answered the phone after only eight minutes, I was like, I've won the lottery that I only had to wait this long. It's unbelievable. This isn't like a helpline or something. This is the reservations line. Like people want (laughs) to give them money. Dave called and they were like, it's over 10 minutes, but you can leave your number and we'll call you back. So he left his number and I was like, they will not call you back. Yes, I've done that and they did not call me back. So then he just called them back and waited on hold for like 20 minutes or however the hell long it took. It's unfathomable how terrible that is. It's really annoying. It's just like you cannot book a room at Ocean. Like they don't want you to do it. They've probably done some calculation, Luxor Capital Group, that says we are paying this much to have this many people manning the phone lines. This is how full we are on an average night. And we have now decided that this is a cost that's just worth it. If we lose like this amount of rooms per night, absolutely worth it. Unbelievable. That is what I think happened. The bean counters have got us again. They always do. The riddance, Jim Marin. <laughs> totally related to Ocean, that, that part. It's like pro wrestling. The Ocean CEO rip off his mask and it's Jim Marin. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> He's going to go to Luxor Capital Group. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. So I got home tonight. I like picked up both kids from uh-huh. school because that was what I had to do tonight. Yep. And I go down to the basement where the pocket packages are and I picked up the giant box and I'm like trying to get the kids into the elevator and I do and I can make it all the way to the end of the hall and then I drop the box and in the box were two huge bottles of, of dish detergent and one of them exploded all over everything <laughs> in the box and I was so bitter and sad. And I think I might still just email Walmart and be like, Look at how this box showed up. <laughs> I also might have said, fuck this box and kicked it multiple times. <laughs> In front of my kids. Good job.